Iowa everywhere. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Miller, Chris Williams, from the Channel Seed Studios, it's Miller and Williams, presented by Wild Rose Casino and Hotel. Three locations in Iowa, three times the fun. You'd rather be here. This is Iowa Everywhere. What up? Welcome to Miller and Williams, a Friday installment. It is the 16th of February. Uh, going live here on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at 9 o'clock in the morning. I feel like we just have to timestamp all these things anymore because stuff happens so so quickly. Well, and people world. listen to them at different times. Yeah, and, yeah. 9 yeah. o'clock in the morning. That's when we're doing this live. We are presented by our friends at the Wild Rose Casinos in Clinton, Emmitsburg, and Jefferson. Is this what the Miller? young kids are doing now? <laughs> I, before we get into Caitlin Clark... And I want to talk about uh, your city, Kansas City, uh, and all the the tragic event that happened there. Um, I this is the craziest shit ever, and it must have been because I knew we were doing the. I, I had a dream about you last night. It's how so, usually good stories begin. It's been a. Um, I haven't slept well for a while, so like I've been my rims, like you know what I mean, like you're. I'm not getting into like deep sleeps and, and apparently that's when you have like the craziest dreams and stuff. Yeah. Well, I was watching Rocky four yesterday. Like anybody does on a Thursday in February. Yeah, for sure. And you know, you've, you've seen Rocky four, right? Yeah. Knocks out the Soviets and it's classic Americana. Well, when Rocky, reveals his chest. Well, is that Rocky three? No, Rocky four. Rocky. Oh yeah. Rocky three is Mr. T. Rocky four is Dolph Lundgren. Got it. Yeah. Drago. Yeah. Uh, So Rocky's out there and he's, he's out in like Siberia and he is (laughs) the training montage. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, so what I've, I've been doing a lot of weightlifting lately. Okay. I'm not trying to like, I just have, it's been, it's good for my mental health, whatever. I got a little gym in my, and I like to just play like comfort type movies like that while I'm while I'm in there. And well, Rocky unveils his chest when he's out into the ring in Moscow on Christmas Day, and it's super shiny, right? And it's just bulging, roided you know? out like crazy. no, he's not roided out. Drago's roided out. Rocky's been out there pushing sleds, 
climbing mountains, chopping oh, wood, yeah, yeah. chopping down Rocky, trees. Look, Rocky hasn't been taking the roids. Sylvester Stallone was taking the roids, but go ahead. Well, no, Drago was taking the roids. Sylvester Stallone and Rocky were clean. So I knew that I had this show with the, I just I don't really know how dreams work, but I watched Rocky Four last night. I had a Steeple Ridge bourbon last night or three. And I had like a very vivid dream that you were seen sitting at like a football game. And it was John Miller with a chest like Rocky and Rocky four. And you were just sitting there in the stands and everybody was coming up and touching your chest on television. And, and you became this like meme. That was mm. my dream last night. I had this mm. dream and, and I'm mm. like, wow, Miller has a really hairy chest. I recall like he's completely, you know, it, it was there, wild baby. though. Cause it was your it's face. There. It was your face on Sylvester Stallone's body. On a, just a, just a ripped old peck deck. And yeah, you know, I don't know what that says, Chris, but I really appreciate you thinking of me. I do. Um, not I was dreaming about your chest. All. Listen, if if it was the first time I'd heard this, it might set me back, but it isn't. Welcome to Miller and Williams, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas says, I believe that's called a homoerotic fantasy. No, I wasn't touching your chest. Other people, you were a meme. You were on my TV, and I'm like, oh. If you, see, on TV, if, you see a if you see a 1980s steroid-induced shiny chest sitting in the stands, you can't help but pet it. Everyone knows that. And if you all say these women were coming up liar. and touching you, <laughs> I'm serious. And, yeah. And you know I'm not making it up because how do you make this up? Like no, <laughs> and you, no, and you, you you wouldn't make this up. And if you yeah, if you could make something up, it'd be a lot less uh, whatever this is. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, at this, at this point in time, I'm not certain how I am to respond to this. Oh, I just thought it was funny. It is. It's Everything really though funny. ties in together though. Cause uh, again, the sleep situation I've been, I watched Rocky four last night. I knew that I was doing a pod with you this morning. It all kind of ties together mentally. I don't know how I got there though. You know, you know what? Dreams I, I, yeah. It's wild. It, yeah. You know, and, and right now it's just an interesting time. My wife's out of town for three weeks. She's um, doing some uh, wellness training certifications in, in another country. She sent me a picture last night. She's in Puerto Rico. Um, and she sent me an image of a roach that she killed in her room. And it's half the size of a toilet paper roll. Um, so that's what she's dreaming about. She's not sleeping well either. So, yeah, Man. fun times. Yeah. Well, welcome to the program. Caitlin Clark makes history. The mm. the shot that breaks the record was like the most epic thing I've ever seen in my life. Like it and it it I mean it shouldn't be surprising. She does that like once a game, twice a game, whatever it is, but it was just perfect. You know, sold out arena, which they've all been sold out this year, but you have millions of people watching. Um I caught a cool picture of my little girl it's it's actually perfect cammy because she jumps right when caitlin makes the shot so the the photograph of cameron is blurry but then you see caitlin in the background on the tv it was perfect right i guess the point is i don't know how last night could have been better 
for Caitlin Clark and the Iowa women. It was just really, really cool. And making it on that shot just made it so much better because it, it, it was just perfect. I thought it was a perfect moment and everybody really deserved that who's been following along for a long time. So I think there's multiple layers to this and let's start out. Let's think, think of an inverted pyramid. The bottom of the pyramid is the smallest. So let, let's think locally first and then we'll go out globally. Locally. Um, I don't know that there's, I, I, that, that was one of the most amazing moments for the university of Iowa in its, its history. Um, many of my very good friends and, and longtime uh, people I've known in the media who are also friends of mine, each of them says they've never heard that arena louder. And I know that most of them were in that arena in the 1980s when the Iowa men's basketball team and women's basketball team and wrestling teams were number yeah. one in the nation. OK, mm -hmm. they've never heard it louder Two, can you. I mean, Paul Pabst from, you know, the Dan Patrick show. I mean, I don't know how many people were tweeting out before Caitlin even broke the record last night, knowing that it was imminent, uh, like pictures of their kids, pictures of their daughters watching the game. And Paul and his girls have been on the Caitlin Clark bandwagon for multiple years. This was a. This was an unbelievable thing. And all these kids seeing the greatest scorer in the history of uh, women's college basketball and maybe college basketball of I, all time. I think college basketball all, honestly, now that I think. Yeah. Now, now, granted, I put the caveat. I wasn't around like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, some of those guys were playing college basketball. But I, I don't know, the way she does it and I, I – I can't imagine there was one that did it for a longer Pist period of Pistol time Pistol better than Pistol her. Pete. Pistol Pete's the, probably the only thing, and 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 he he has the you know the men's scoring record in just three seasons. I don't think that anybody's done it the way Pistol Pete did it. Yeah, so that's before my time. So your date, right? Yeah. At least volumetrically, and I didn't watch Pistol Pete either. I'm just looking at the data, listening to people who are older and did see it. But you see that Iowa jersey across the front, and man, I, I just tell me that. Tell me that Iowa City is not the mecca for women's college basketball right now at this point in history. Um, and, and I'll say, OK, I, I don't know what your your basis is, but, you know, they had a big time recruit in from, uh, I think, Alaska for the game. I mean, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And the thing I notice a lot. When these announcers and I, and I, I, you know, typically they're women and they are former players or certainly connections to the game over and over and over this year, especially since it's been sold out every game that Iowa's played home or away, the awe you can hear in their voices because they're remembering back to when they played the sport yeah. in the 80s or the 90s and playing in front of 500 in front people. Of, yes, friends and family. 500 would have been a good crowd. Yeah. And they're looking around and they're seeing this. They all act like fans, fans of the movement. And it's more than just Caitlin Clark. Caitlin Clark happens to be the catalyst for which is opening the Pandora's box of spotlighting women's athletics more than it has been in the past. Obviously, the United States women's soccer team, I'm not comparing them to that. I'm just talking about at the collegiate level. This is an unboxing. 
This is an opening. And you don't have to get mad at me hearing me say that if you're an Iowa State fan and you just really get into the rivalry and you can't possibly think of a nice thing to say or think about Iowa. And I know it goes back the other way too, so I'm not singling you out. Just I'm talking about the sport. I'm talking yeah. about people viewing women as less, you know, less objectification, more sophistication, more strength, more just for who and what they are, the same way men are viewed every goddamn day. Mm-hmm. Just as a matter of fact, women have always deserved that. Things like this help that. Things like this, like I'm tweeting out, and I no longer feel it every time I tweet out and say something like, Caitlin Clark is the most exciting women's basketball player I've ever seen with an emphasis on the pronoun or the emphasis on women. No, Caitlin Clark is the most entertaining Iowa Hawkeye I've ever seen, ever. Roy Marble, BJ Armstrong, Luca Garza, go through the list, all phenomenal. Caitlin Clark is the box office of all time in Iowa City. If clearly she'd be on the Mount Rushmore of Iowa, there's no debate about that. Is she, is her legacy, Niall Kinnick's a war hero. Okay, so like I have to put that caveat. He won the only Heisman Trophy in the history of the University of Iowa. Is is Caitlin Clark surpassed that? I think so. I, I do I too, so. just because the age of the internet and just everything else surrounding right. it and what right. she's done for the sport that you were talking about. I, I, I was thinking about that last night. Like you, she's got to be number one at this point. She, she's number one. And I don't think it's close. And there's going to be some people that want to defend Kinnick. That's fine. Go ahead. I'm not going to debate you on that because I no. don't want to get into a debate where I have to raise points that some people are going to feel diminishes the sacrifice of someone who gave their life. Correct. Their yeah. So I'm not doing that. Point, but. Right. No, I know, but th- it's not yours. It will be some already probably in some comments in a, in a theater near you soon, but she's one of one. And it's it, just the, the number of, of, of little girls and boys and adults that she's inspired. I mean, she's getting Barack Obama tweeting about her. She's getting some of the biggest names in entertainment on the planet tweeting about her. And I sit there and I think when I see those things, I try to put myself in her shoes and think, Oh my gosh, every time I go out and play basketball, like LeBron or uh, Barack Obama or all these people are watching me play. And here's the thing, what makes Clark the greatest. And I think puts her on a level, in my opinion, from my sports fan in my life with Michael Jordan. And that is all season long. Caitlin Clark has had this incredible pressure on her, this incredible expectation to deliver to give us the bang for the buck all season long. She's going to sold out arena circuses on the road, sold out games at home last night. Yes. She only needed eight points to break the record at that point in time. And she went out and did it in a way that only Caitlin Clark could do in the history of the sport. And then she just goes off for 23 in the first half and is raining down shots with all of the eyeballs on her, with all of the expectations on her. With all the pressure, and she delivers in the most insane, can't believe it way. She answers the call every single time, and it makes me think back to Michael Jordan against Portland in the playoffs. There's very few people in the history of sports that can answer the bell when the chips and pressure are so high, and we call those ones the great ones. Caitlin Clark is a great one. 
like, like when she pulled up on that, like that, the record breaking shot, I'm like, no, she's not. Yeah, but, but you think that all the time when you watch her and then she just keeps making them like it's, she makes them. It, it's like Tiger in his prime. Honestly, like some of the shots he would hit, like a, like I, I'm an, I'm an awe of her. I think she's fantastic. I, the things I like about her the most too, is not even the, the, the jumpers. It's the, it's the stuff that a lot of people criticize her for the edge that she plays with. And I just think it's great because we haven't seen a lot of women do that. And yeah. she gets judged for it unfairly because she's a woman. Guys do it in the men's game all the time. Oh, they're competitors. Caitlin does it. She's a whiner. You know, like it. I think I think she's amazing. I also really give a lot of credit to her teammates. Um. Yeah. The circus, jealous, no the, jealousy. No. Yeah. Bluter's done a great. Did you hear my podcast with Bluter? If you haven't, you should go listen to it. You, no, I'm it sorry. I, I haven't, week. but I will because you do it great was, work. She, she was awesome. Uh, Lisa was on with me for about 30 minutes last week. And like the, the thing I don't think a lot of people really truly realize, and I've, I've traveled with Iowa state women's basketball for a good, about three years is that they, you know, you land in Morgantown or in this case, Lincoln or whatever, and you go to study table, right? Like these are these women's players, are student athletes, right? These are, it's what they're doing. These are oftentimes 18 year olds a year out of high school. And the Iowa women are being met with circuses like the 95 bulls. The, it's, the, it's really difficult. I would think, and, and Lisa and I had a good talk about this, about Caitlin's one thing, you know, she basically is a professional athlete, right? Like she has that mentality. She's year four, She's going to be the number one pick in the draft if she wants to be. But there's 18, 19 year olds on this team that are just, they're a year out of high school, right? And you're getting met and you've got hundreds of people waiting just to get a picture of you walking into shoot around. Like that doesn't happen. Like compare it to Kansas men's basketball, right? Which is a, yeah. they're the number one draw everywhere they go. They get the promotions, like Lisa was talking about with the Iowa women. They are the rock stars. Kansas men's basketball, everybody's always going to be up for them. But it's not like that. You know, the Iowa State crowd will line up and camp out for Kansas three days before the game, right? They're not standing around trying to get cell phone shots of these guys as they walk into the arena for practice the day before. It's not the same thing. And I just, I think that, you know, what Caitlin has done is is amazing, but man, there's a lot of jealousy that comes around and like just pettiness and you haven't seen any of that. So that to me, Caitlin gets a lot of credit for that because the fact that her teammates are still, you know, she's giving them shoes all the time. She's doing all this stuff. Uh, but then Bluter and her staff, to that that's a impressive thing to me that culturally – they were able to withstand it. And you haven't seen that, right? Like you look at LSU, they've had their problems like, and you know, it looks like they've kind of got everything together here as you get closer to March. And that's good. I want Iowa LSU in the tournament band. I, I want it. Like I can, I can feel it. Right. I want mm -hmm. that game. Um, but you haven't seen any of that at Iowa. So I, I give them a ton of credit. I don't know what else to say. I'm just, I'm yeah. blown away by them. And I think that it's a great story. And mm -hmm. 
is a longtime fan of women's college basketball. Like I was just in awe last night. Couldn't have been more happy. I mean, you have you you have been a consistent watcher and appreciator of the women's game for a long time, longer than me, even though I've enjoyed it. You know, one of my best things ever happened to me was getting assigned when I was at WHO to go down and cover the Iowa women's basketball state basketball tournament. And I quickly, after a few years of that, like I prefer this game to the men, the boys game. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's just a cleaner brand. I, I just liked it. Um, but, you know, so I, we were in Iowa city and then we're in Iowa and now we're going out of Iowa and you being someone, uh, a long time appreciator of the women's game, I mean, you see all the people that are chiming in on her. You got Mick Foley, you know, mankind going the cheapest cheapo of all time in professional wrestling, buying marked up tickets to go and drive because he's terrified of flying and he he doesn't want to pay the money for a flight driving to Indiana to watch Caitlin Clark, you know, um, next week. Um, What, in your opinion, what does this do for women's basketball going forward obviously there are other amazing players usc has maybe the next one in line um is, is this just a, a one-time thing or have the doors been kicked wide open or is are these seeds that are being planted not, right now going to be reaped or harvested in six seven eight nine years when these six seven eight nine year olds right now who've been inspired by caitlin clark go out and grind and want to be like caitlin? well i've been seeing the change for about five or six years now like it this wasn't just a caitlin thing i I think it i think it all started when steph curry became the best player in the world Mm -hmm. because you had these and and i I also think it's impacted boys basketball too like at the high school level where when you and me were growing up like you were probably trying to emulate dr j could like mike Literally commercials like yeah. Mike. If I like, could be like Mike, uh, yeah, I could go and try and be like Mike in my front yard, but I better be able to lower the hoop on know? an eight on an eight foot rim, yeah. right? And the Steph becomes the biggest thing in basketball, and you've got and I talked to Caitlin about this last year when I spent a bunch of time with her, and like she's watching him and emulating him, right? And now uh, you've so you had this this generation of basketball players, both genders that are now being able to emulate this guy, Steph Curry, who is changing the way basketball is played. It's like the whole warriors versus bulls debate. Well, I'm old school. I'm a bulls guy. I'm a Jordan guy. Yeah. I think the bulls would win, but they never had to defend anybody at the half court line, like Steph Curry and clay Thompson, right? Like, so it's a totally different game. So I think you saw, an entire generation in the women's game, it's gotten so much better over the last 10 years, right? It used to be you hope that you could get a big player to go down there and just dominate and kick in a bunch of layups and hopefully you make your free throws. I give a lot of credit to Bill Finley. He's been playing this way for 25 years at Iowa State, shooting the three, that type of stuff. So they, they've been right. doing it a long time. Um but you see more and more. It used to be maybe you had one player that, that could do that. Now you've got positionless basketball in the women's game, which is changing everything. So, and I, But you, you use the word catalyst with Caitlin, and that's what I think. So she's the one who's the next step in this um, NIL. So, you know, she's a Nike commercial. She's with Jake from State Farm. She's doing all these people are seeing her now in her clips on TikTok and all this. So she's now impacting an even younger generation 
And I think that we are just at the start of this thing. As far, yeah. In fact, I, the one point I would make is the NCAA recently announced its new deal with ESPN for all of its championships and stuff. And ESPN got a steal when it comes to the women's basketball tournament and what they paid for it. And I would also say softball and volleyball are not far behind. Now, they're not going to be at that level, but you've seen the ratings skyrocket in those two sports as well. This is not just a women's basketball thing. This is not just right. a Caitlin Clark thing. It's this is something. Movement. Yeah. Yes. And that's, and, and that's awesome. And again, though, I think it started with Steph Curry. Like, there were great I mean, women's basketball players before he existed. I'm not trying to diminish them. For sure. But we've never seen an era where women are running up and down the court dunking like Dominique Wilkins. This, this has never happened before. Now the women's game has changed so much. It's so much faster. They went to quarters, which was a great move. The men's game should do that. They won't. Um, they made a lot of really smart moves, I thought, as a sport. And did you watch that? You probably didn't watch Iowa State, Kansas State the other night, right? I caught part of it because I, I mean, I, I really like that. I that uh, I do like the Iowa State team. That, I really like, the, I like the Kansas State team. Ioka Lee, and that was their game back. And man, that's a great win. It was an awesome game. Like that was an awesome game. That was one of the best game. games I've seen in years. And the one thing too, it's like you watch these men's games, and. The, you know, the Iowa State's men could make a Final Four this year. You said it. I'll give you credit. You said it in December. They've had games where they're shooting like 50% from the free throw line. The Iowa State women went 31 of 36, went 16 for 16 in, in overtime from the free throw line the other night. What does that tell you? They are yeah. more the they skill have level. to be more skilled because they're not yes. all six foot seven. Like yes. that is yes. what I've been trying to tell you people for 15 years about the women's game is like, I like to watch plays. I like to see that coach call that awesome out of bounds play. I, you know, it's not all based on athleticism and that's why the game is so beautiful. And I, I think we're just scratching the surface, buddy. I really yeah. I, I, I think you just crushed it. And I think the Steph Curry comment is on point because like you said, you know, to be like Mike, we had to lower our rims down and we did, and we had a ton of fun, but that was never going to translate for, for somebody from West branch, Iowa to the NBA. Um, but Steph Curry, everybody can be like Steph yeah. or what try to Shaq? be all the kids trying to be Shaq. Yeah. Like, what are you, what are we doing? Yeah. You can't, you can't work on being seven feet tall, but you can, you can work on your shot and your driving. That's the one thing that you can do more than anything. You can find a hoop and you can work on your shot and dreams of being like Steph and Steph influenced Caitlin and Caitlin was influenced by the other greats in the women's game that came before her. She didn't invent the women's game. And I know that some fans outside of Iowa city feel that way. And I can kind of understand it actually. Yeah. I can, I can also understand some Iowa state fans feeling a little, uh, a little burnt because this was, this has been their arena uh, and something that they've taken great pride in and supporting the women's game for a long, long time at an extremely high level. And they still do. Um, and maybe feeling like I was a little bit of a Johnny come lately. Um, and I, I get that. I just think, if you try to look at it more for what is the benefit story going on here for all women in all places and Caitlin Clark, and, and she is a Nike product and they are absolutely going to come up with something like to be like Mike. Um, and, and she's going to have her own shoe. 
and um, it's going to be impactful for women. And, and really, once Kate, maybe once Caitlin gets to the WNBA, more people who aren't Iowa fans might appreciate her because they don't see the Iowa on her jersey. And I know this, I'm going to be tuning in to wherever she is in the WNBA. And if that that's requires... That's what's really curious to me is how much of this will carry over to that league because that league does not get ratings the way that women's college basketball does. Correct. Right. Correct. I, I, I don't know what it's going to mean. I'd only be guessing on something I don't. I'm, I have an inch depth of understanding. I think, though, that th- how many college basketball players in history have come out of the college game with the level of cachet and national recognition that Caitlin Clark is going to have before they became professionals? How many like football players, basket, maybe Tim Tebow? Yeah, he would be the one. Um, um, Michael Jordan came out early, but that was also in an era before different there was era. different era. Um, Compared Tim to like Tebow. Caleb Williams right now, like I mean, that would be your like top men's example right now. Right, Nowhere and I think, close. I think no, I think close. Clark's cachet dwarfs that. Yeah, there's it's never not close. been a traveling roadshow like Caitlin and Indy. Listen. I think Indianapolis is absolutely perfect. I think it's perfect. It is there's there's a ton of college feel still in that town. It is a college town. It's got pro teams. It's got great pro teams. But when I say it's a college town, it's it's obviously the, you know professional sports have you know a dominant position in Indianapolis. But the state, it's a college basketball state. It's it's this cradle of basketball. It's two Big Ten teams and fan bases who will have seen Caitlin Clark dozens of times. They'll be familiar with her. And I think someone like Clark can be a huge star in a city like Indianapolis, whereas L.A., uh, you know, New York, big nah, not so much, not as much. But Indianapolis, I think she can be it. Her, Aaliyah Boston. I mean, can you imagine that duo? Holy and smokes. That that city's about to have a resurgence, too, because then you look at what the Pacers are doing and Halliburton and how he's kind of taking the NBA by that. That's that's cool to think about. That's really cool to think it's about. It's awesome. It's awesome. You think she'll, we think she'll go pro, right? She, I mean, I mean, here's Bluter didn't say that last week, by the way. Bluter seemed very hopeful she would come back when I talked to her, but we'll, she could. And if she, she I, you know, I've read multiple articles from people that know more than I do. That's never has stopped me from disagreeing with them, though, um, on Caitlin Clark's uh, monetary opportunities, whether she stays at Iowa or goes to the WNBA. Now, the rookie contracts are what maximum $75,000 a year is what she can get paid, at least contractually from the organization um, for her first contract. And then they have escalators there to try to help veterans make more than the young people. But the the endorsement dollars, I mean, the the Indi- I, I don't even know what the Indiana's uh, nickname is. What is it? The Indiana women's no team. There you go. No idea. Ding, ding. Problem. Okay, so we, what's that? Fever. Fever? Okay. Thank, thank you, Aiden. Thank you, Aiden. So, again, that's an object lesson case in point right there. I don't even yeah, know what it's their just name not is. as The WNBA is not caught on. No, like, it's not. But she could, she could be the girl on fire, you know? Yeah. She could be the one that helps lift everyone. And I think women understand this more than anyone. 
Yes, there is some pettiness. There's some competition pettiness. That's just what competitors do. Some heat between Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, but Angel Reese last night was quick to congratulate. That was awesome. Good for Angel Reese. That was freaking awesome. I agree. I think women want to help elevate other women because women recognizes that when one of us goes up, we all go up. And I wish everybody in society could get it as much as I think women do on the professional scene. And I think that that's what Caitlin has a chance to do. No one's going to lay down and let her average 30 a night just for ratings. She's going to have to earn it. And I don't know if she can do what she's doing, but I tell you what, you put her in a game where the defenses can't play her in boxing ones. And you put her on the same court with Ilea Boston, one of the best pivots in women's college basketball in the quarter century. And you want to talk about spacing Holy cow. You want to talk about a free agent destination? I'm not exactly certain how the WNBA free agency works, but still, I just think that I just think that there's something coming to the WNBA that's never happened and, it, and she could be another catalyst. We haven't seen Caitlin Clark Olympian yet either. I mean, I know she's they're, played and they're deciding on that. They're looking yeah. to create like an exclusion and they should. So my point is she's got this like international flair that's oh, going to another level to go. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But back to and what that you was, said. That right. was really what took the NBA to the next level when the Dream, the Dream Team. Team. Yep. Yeah, in, yep. in 92, I believe is what it was. Think like, about 19, 1979 to 1992. It's only 13 years. 13 years ago right now is 2011. We can all remember what we were doing in 2011, right? So 13-year span, you go from the NBA Finals, finally, I think, and for the first time, being showed live with Bird and Magic in the championship game. Prior to that, it was Tate delayed. NBA Finals tape delayed in Iowa, all right? 13 years later, there's no bigger show on the planet. There's no bigger show on the planet. And the NBA athletes internationally have been more famous than any other American professional athletes for decades. Now, obviously, you get people that come along like – you know, amazing baseball players and, and that. But my point is, is that, yeah, you're, Chris, you, your point of the Olympics, if they make that exclusion and let her be on the team, and I think they should, it's just a whole other level. And I think, I think, I don't see how Caitlin can't make, well, okay, I shouldn't say that. I think if she comes back to Iowa, she's going to make bank. If she goes to the WNBA, she's not going to make the bank from the organization. I just feel that from an endorsement standpoint. Oh, it'll be huge. I think what, and it also, if I'm Caitlin, and again, love college. And if she comes back to college, more power to her, won't criticize it. It's her decision. But I'm like, I just had to deal with Cheryl Swoops giving me crap, saying I broke all these records in five years, even though Cheryl was wrong about that. Um, I'd be like, you know what? I just broke everything there is to break in four years. There is, obviously, if they don't win the national championship, and I don't think they will, and I, you know, obviously we'll see what the, their, their bracket line is to get back to the Final Four. This team has weaknesses that last year's team doesn't or didn't, um, and I don't know that they have many more strengths than last year's team had. Um, but when it's all done, what, what else, you know, uh, what else is there left to do? Um, other nothing. than try and win a national championship, that would be. Yeah, right, but that yeah. that takes – that takes as much luck as it takes 
you know, yeah, you know, it takes more skill than luck, but man, it's, it's not an easy thing. It's March, March madness, man. Anything happens. We all know anything that. Anything can happen. You know, and Iowa was somewhat aided last year by some higher seeds getting knocked out in front of them, but not that that, I mean, they beat South Carolina. So uh, it's like playing horse. You had, you know, you beat me in horse after the E we had like a prove it rule. You had to do it twice. Well, they proved it by beating South Carolina. I, I think Caitlin go on with the rest of your life. Um, as much as I would love to see her come back, go go blaze a new trail go scale new mountains you've already scaled these last thing i wanted to hit on with you before we go is the kansas city shooting you're you're a chiefs fan you live in kansas city uh we were it's it's funny we were talking last week on last week's show about how much we both love kansas city and I said, if there was any city in the country I would ever move to from Des Moines, that would be the one. I've just fallen in love with it over the years. And um, tragic day, was it Wednesday? Wednesday mm-hmm. now, tra- losing track of my days. Were you, well, walk us through what happened with you. Where I, I know you weren't at the parade, but how did you find out about it? All that, all that stuff. What's the city been like since? Yeah, Mary and I thought about going to the parade, but decided not to i went golfing instead and i was home by the time the chiefs got to the podium um so i just Golfing, watched it february living the life yeah shot an 85 um and old foot th- wedge no never the foot wedge buddy never count them all and i was sitting on the couch watching it um and you know smiling the whole time seeing them talk travis kelsey wasted you know next year's uh travis kelsey uh parentheses taylor's version is probably gonna be toned down would be my guess but um you know it's like great and i picked up the phone and called my parents like as it was finishing as mitch holtis said the last thing goodbye blah blah talking to my dad and mom on the phone and i'm like and I, i'm like looking at the tv and i see people i'm like dad something's going on there's just some you know i'm gonna call you back and i just sat there and watched it and was heartbroken um utterly heartbroken this is taking place you know five miles from my house um, it's my city. It's the heartbeat of this city. And, um, it's just really, really sad. I mean, it's tragic regardless of how it happened. I'm grateful that it didn't seem to be some type of manifesto, typical American run of the mill mass shooting. And I say that with intentional sarcasm. Um, but it wasn't, it seemed like it was a personal dispute of two people that happened to be packing heat because in Missouri, you don't need to have any licenses to carry weapons. You don't have to have a conceal, uh, conceal and carry permit. You don't have to have any education on shooting it. You don't have to have any, any barrier really other than a certain age. So, um, it's just sad. And when the, you know, you guys in Iowa had one of these in Perry, um, people lost their lives and, and, and just horrible tragedy. And when these things happen in the city where you live, you feel a little violated. It hits you differently. Not that my reactions to any other one around the country have been any different as I view the the reasons why, but it just hits differently. You feel a little less safe for a little bit. I'm guessing it'll pass. Um, And I'm not trying to be too dramatic because my family was not directly impacted by this in any way. And a lot of people were, 
And, um, but it does, it just makes you feel unsettled because all afternoon you just heard sirens of ambulances and police cars and fire trucks. And maybe that was just a normal day, but they just, it sounded different. It felt different. The prism that you look through the world with is different a little bit after something like that in an area really close to where you live. Yeah, no, that's, that's very well said. And I, I, you, you were one of the first people I thought of. There was about three people I had in mind, and I, not, I didn't, wasn't worried for you. I didn't think that you would be there. But it, I, I was having flashbacks to our conversation last week about how, and I, and I've grown to love Kansas City because of the Big Twelve tournament and the amount of nights and days that I've spent down there. I've also grew up a hour and a half from there, so we would go to Royals games and watch George Brett and Bo Jackson, and I have very fond memories. Mm. And it's always been such a wonderful place and i and again like i i'm probably never going to leave iowa but if i did that would be the one as as far as sports media goes that would be the one market that i would actually consider uh because i just love the fans like even the pro sports it's got this college sports feel arrowhead you know even the royals it's like you go there on a saturday game and there's tailgates going on all over the place it doesn't matter if they're a 60 win team or a 100 win team like people are out there and i just yeah and and, and the iron the irony is the day before the chiefs parade you know the royals announced their final decision on the location for where they want to build their new stadium and it couldn't be any better and when this gets built if the vote passes in april that i think it will since it's tied to improvements of arrowhead stadium um i think that it's going to be the absolute cherry on top of the renaissance of downtown Kansas city. I, I started working there in 2000. Um, I had a job working for sprint for six months, selling bandwidth, hundred cold calls a day. And after my ramp up period was over, I was out. Um, but I drove down there every day for six months and it was a ghost town. Wasn't a lot of places to eat because it just was, it was dilapidated. It was like a lot of, a lot of downtowns in America. It was like Denver before they reinvigorated it with Coors Field and Lodo and all that. And I think that Kansas and Kansas City's already had that renaissance with the power and light and the Sprint Center and all that. This is going to be incredibly transformative. So I was so excited, so happy. Tell them up because my wife's like, hey, once our youngest is done, we're going to, you know, move to Colorado. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm like, I ain't signed off on that yet because I don't want to leave this town. This is my home and I mm-hmm. love it. I've, I, I have such a kinship with it and that was just hard to, it was, it was just hard to see. Yeah. It sucked, man. It, it really did. And like, it's, it's funny. I, it's not funny, but last year we hassle and I had so much fun with Mitch Holtis and like his, uh, we're the underdogs and all that stuff. And it was just like, and we had fun with it. Right. Like it's, it's not personal. It's, I've interviewed Mitch, good guy. And like this year you that prayed out a lot of good material. <laughs> you know, the and like you just ruined by some bad people, you know, like yeah, it just ruined it for everybody. And now you've got kids that were there and that's gonna be a traumatic memory. Like it, it just I don't even know what else to say. Yeah. Uh plans for the weekend. I will be at Hilton Coliseum. I've got an Iowa State game, eleven AM tip. Texas Tech, this is a lot of fun because every game you're playing for a Big 12 championship now. Then they turn around on Monday and go to Houston for Big Monday, uh, which could be a game to win the Big 12 outright on Monday night. So I'm I'm fired up for the next three or four days. What do you, you know, I, my plans are just to take Mary where she needs to go, take her to her pottery class on Saturday and then pottery, her, yeah. 
she's phenomenal, like legit phenomenal. Um, really? And then her, her her aerial silks class on Sunday, everything she does, she's, what? she's aerial silks like Cirque du Soleil. That's that's her thing. Yeah, she's she's just like wow. dude. She everything she does, she's like elite. It's this, the funniest thing. Doesn't really want to do like team sports. That don't care. She plays. I hear her upstairs writing songs on her electric guitar every night. It's everything she does. So, but um, you know, I, I appreciate you saying earlier and pointing out that I, I did say back when Iowa State beat Iowa in Hilton Coliseum in December. I said that I think Iowa State may be the toughest team that Iowa's played to this point, and Iowa had already played Purdue. And I said that if you had to make me choose which of the two, Iowa State or Purdue, that I would think uh, could make it to a Final Four, it would be Iowa State. And I said, I think this Iowa State team can develop into a Final Four team. They are. Um, they are absolutely doing it. Obviously, consistency on offense, free throws, but uh, this team, this team defends, this team can execute, and they're a fun team to watch. And I really think that they have the DNA that a lot of past Final Four teams do. Just would love to see them click a little more consistently on offense to finish the year. Yeah, and they, man, they're just so they're just so tough. Like that forcing twenty five turnovers at Cincinnati the other night was just like, but they're doing it often. Like the the opposition's turning it over 26% of their possessions against Iowa state. Like that's an insane, that's an insane number. That's over the course of the, and that's not like if you take it down to big 12, only the best conference in college basketball, that number drops to 25%. So this is not like some skewed number from their, from their non, they're just getting better every time they go out there. So it's, it's a blast. I, I can't wait until March. I appreciate your time. As always, and uh, we'll be back next week. Maybe do a little Bitcoin. Are we going to get to 60000 by next week? I wouldn't Maybe. say by next week, and I'm certainly not going to make targets like that because people will run out and do it. I'll just tell you, <laughs> I, I bought one yesterday. I'm still not afraid at these levels. I think that this thing at some point in time over the next 18 months is maybe going to tap 200K, but that's just my opinion. I'm not Crypto a Miller. advisor. Hey, listen, I showed you my portfolio. I, th- I think I know a thing or two about it. I uh, actually, the other day when it hit 50, I I sold some just because. That's good. I, yeah. I Well, it had been beaten down for so long and it was in the red, you know, and it was like, oh man, look at all this. Look at all this black I can lock so in you, right now. So you sold some from a purchase that you made previously that you were underwater on for so long and it hit 50 and you're like, I want to get some of this back out. Is that right? No, I I hadn't really bought anything at the fifty level. The I was buying at like twenty five. Oh, thirty five. Okay. So, so I you took, took a little, double. I took a little jack. Yeah, smart. Put it into a more uh, more secure. Look, every <laughs> so here here's what I did yesterday. I had bought what some people call shit coins. You know, altcoins. Oh not. God, you got me into the shit coins there like four years ago when I was you, buying this. You, I'm like getting into these exchanges that like yeah they're asking for your social security yes. and- that, that that coin those coins i told you to buy in november of 2021 that i said they had to go to uniswap and you have to have a hot wallet and yeah. all this yeah i'm up like i don't know uh 100x on those so well, yeah you gotta, put, you gotta put a little work in so some of those shit coins that i had that i had made some really good profits on i sold i took profit I flipped it into Bitcoin, which to me is a safe investment. All right, to you it's still scary, but I'm well. You know, it's not scary. I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Bitcoin guy. I just 
I was like, oh, I'm going to take your trade five. You're trad five. You're traditional finance, and that's okay. But you you did get into to crypto, so yeah, we'll talk about some of that next week because listen, there's something coming up. This is a tease. There's something coming up, an event called the halving, the halving, and that oh, is yeah. where the number Big of uh, so Bitcoin. There are miners who mine Bitcoin electronically. It's a math algorithm used with computers, and whichever person or computer system solves the math problem first, they're rewarded with a, a, a Bitcoin reward well the rewards have every four years and the 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 fourth year cycles coming up in april and prior to every happening bitcoin's done x and after every happening bitcoin's done y and it's it's an exciting time so yeah let's talk about that next week let's do it i'm i'm actually really excited for that this is i i held on to everything else i have all my solana i have all my ethereum i have i didn't drop any of that stuff during the bear so i'm i'm going to reap oh, the reward well if you still have your solana that you're happy because oh, that's gone i'm doing real well big. with my solana yeah like that's yeah. and, and i kept buying some of that when it when it was when solana was at like 15 dollars, i was still buying oh look at you look at you yeah. dca and all the way buddy yeah. well done yeah, yeah. Well done. All but right. listen, hey, folks, here's the, the moral of the story is this. Scared money, don't make money. Tune you, in next week. What was that coin you got me into? And I made I made like seven, eight thousand dollars in a day. It was, was the say Tom. The, not, the, no, it, it was that dog. Shiba. Yeah. Una, Shiba. 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 Ina. Shiba Ina. Yeah. 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 And that yeah, is we, a bitch with your taxes, by the way, trying to explain that thing. <laughs> well, listen, everybody needs to pay their taxes, but you can keep that shib on a hot wallet, do your trading in the hot wallet. They don't know your ins and outs. They just know your basis of the capital you onboarded. Come on, man. It's all, none of that is illegal. All I know is it's like a 50% tax. Well, yeah, it's, yes. It's that like, those, pardon it's my like French, those fucking NFTs. I got in on that NBA Top Shot thing in like the beta, okay? Because I was like this big famous sports writer. They wanted to get influencers on. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. I said that was sarcasm for people on the podcast, by the way. And so I bought, I think, $50 worth of these NBA Top Shot cards. And then this thing picked up, okay? And it got to the all-time high. And I sold like... I don't know, four or five grand on the $50 that I made. The tax thing with these NFTs is just out of control. I mean, I was getting taxed like it was ridiculous. I mean, I'm not complaining. It was a it was a good win for me. But some of this, I remember, I'll never forget this, John. I got this Julius Randle. You know who Julius Randle is? The yeah, old Kentucky sure. player, played for the Knicks. Yeah. This NFT of Julius Randle that I got in a pack for like $7. I sold that one NFT for like $900 one day. That's insane. Yeah. The NFT means, means nothing to me. You know, like yeah. I had no, I have absolutely no attachment to these things at all. And then, and now they're all worth pennies. That same card right now card would be, you could buy for a dollar. So I, do you mind if I put something up on the screen uh, real quick? Go for it. Okay. So sharing the screen for those of you that are watching this online. Oh, these damn monkeys. So so these are also, th this is my NFT collection. You still so have NFTs? I do because I was so pumped up on this House of Legends NFT. Uh, that one looks just like Eric Church, by the way, the one that's your avatar. 
right here. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah. So this right here, this is Freddie Mercury. And I was so pumped up on these because they had great artists. They really sold it. And I spent, um, and I'm saying this as a more uh, public service. So all these, I thought the Elon Musk thing, I was going to retire on that little JFK princess die anyway. Then of course I've got some ghetto sharks here, um, that are not worth much right now. But anyway, <laughs> I spent $7,000 on these in the height of the last bull run because money just didn't matter. Uh. These things right now, <laughs> these things right now, I could sell them all for maybe $200. Okay. <laughs> So yeah. anyhow, uh, listen, folks. I was stupid too. I have not, all these like UFC NFTs and stuff like, and I just came, I didn't even try to get rid of, them. I don't even know how to access them at this point. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're not all winners. Okay. Not, <laughs> just like my Super Bowl parlay. I made 16 wagers. I won one. <laughs> That's hard to do. I always give Miller shit. I go, you're the guy at the casino that only shows your buddies when you hit the jackpot. You never show all the, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, man, we had a we had a hell of a time with that crypto bull run the last time. I'm looking forward to this summer. We this did be great. I don't know that I've texted with Bloom since. I think I think he <laughs> might have lost two dollars and headed for the effing hills. Oh, Bloom's just straight index fun. Like we're just put it all yeah. in the S and P 500. And, yeah, you know, Bloom, and yeah, Bloom's straight, yeah, he's straight out of central casting and and you know. Index fund stock markets and oh by the way, please Venmo me twenty five dollars for the We Will Collective. We just won a game. Love it, love it. Dude is hustling, and everybody gives him crap on the other side of the aisle. I'm like, the guy yeah. is out doing his freaking job, and I salute the uh, I salute the hustle. I do. All right, next week's show is going to be epic. We're doing all Bitcoin, all crypto, all NFTs. This will be a huge show too. We we need to put it out before, and we'll take questions. This will be epic. That, that we really should, and and, I'll, and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be um, very respectful of everyone else's money. My risk tolerances may not be your risk tolerances. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but we're going to talk about some things that will allow you to go out and do some research. And if you have follow up questions afterwards, you know where I'm at on Twitter. Just a couple and, of and guys I'll tell you. sitting around talking crypto. Just a couple guys doing that, dude. Damn it! I would. I, I was on the road for a week, and we stayed at John, a casino every night. I will be and in Kansas I City for like six nights coming up in March. We are going to play blackjack one night. We made that commitment the, to me. The, the Argosy Casino is literally a mile and a half from my house. All right, okay. we are going to play blackjack one night for sure. We'll Uber there, and we'll oh, Uber yeah. back. Because you know what else is legal right by my house. And um, and then, dude, you can sleep down with the dogs in the basement. We're set. I already got the hotel. I'm going to the Marriott. Kids okay, yeah, you can, Uber, you, you can Uber there, too. That's good. Kids are coming. Bring Mary over. She can go swimming with the girls. Mom, why was Dad singing Garth Brooks last night at 5 in the morning when he came home? <laughs> he was with some stranger. Yeah, um, by the way, before we go, I have she probably won't listen, but my Cami is nine years old today. Oh, happy I birthday, Cami! Sat in bed with her last night and was telling her about the day she was born and start crying like a little baby that I am. And like, she's just she's the most special kid ever and um, really love her to death. So, happy birthday to Cami! I she's not gonna listen to this, but I want everybody else to know how proud I am of, of her. Yeah, so. she's and you should be. She's dude, when, when I to, to come full circle here, I love the circuitous storytelling narrative. Um, I teared up last night 
when they took a timeout to recognize Caitlin breaking the record. I didn't tear up because of any point that she scored. I teared up because I have two daughters yeah, and I absolutely. have, I have come to know and understand how deep seated, destructive things, societal uh, norms have been for a long time towards women. And I was oblivious to that before I had two of my own daughters and seeing those young women smile, seeing those young women get a chance to do things that the boys always got a chance to do and no one thought differently of it, seeing that level of equality, that level of, of pursuit of liberty, that is when, when everybody gets to be able to taste that level of, of, uh, of freedom, that's when we're all free. And I just seeing that made me so happy. So happy I get, I get to see that every week, man, when I take Cammy to karate class and she's out there with the boys doing the same yep. stuff, she's yep. chopping wood with them. She's, yep. you know, breaking it with her foot. I want to break it with my hand. Yep. I'm going to do, I'm going to drop this elbow. And like, it's, and this is my little girl is one that, you know, was disabled when she was born right and to like watch her overcome that stuff and like just yep. it's it's freaking awesome yeah. nothing yeah. like being a girl dad i bet you just I'm need sure to take boy dads back. you're having a great time too but we like being girl dads for sure i, I i've <laughs> said that too like i'm i don't know that i would have been a good boy dad um i'm a much better i was meant to raise girls that's for sure there's no question and if you would have known me before i had girls you would have said oh uh you know lord help those girls with this chauvinist with this misogynist with this person that objectifies women you know what though john they've changed me so we all evolve and hopefully it's for the better and i was the same way it's like i think back when i used to call girls basketball games for like prep games all the time like i'm sure like just my just my ignorance i was probably like some of the things i would say i'm not being sexist to them on the air purposely but you say things that you just heard your whole life right and like i just we're all evolving and like i said hopefully it's for the better indeed he is john miller aiden wyatt producing as always we appreciate all of you who watch this live on twitter facebook and youtube and listening on the Iowa Everywhere podcast. We'll be back next week. Big Bitcoin extravaganza. Look forward to that. And have a great time this weekend watching all the games. Iowa Everywhere.